Welcome to Series 2 of the Conformance Cast, an educational series format podcast by A2LA Workplace Training, providing information on international standards, quality systems, conformity assessment, and metrology. Thank you for joining us as we chat with environmental laboratory consultant and assessor, Michelle Wade. Welcome to the Conformance Cast by A2LA Workplace Training. I'm your host, Evan Hodges, and this is Series 2, Consultant Insights with Michelle Wade. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on our podcast. Thank you, Evan. It's really exciting to uh, to sit down and chat with somebody back in Maryland. <laughs> uh, Michelle is broadcasting live from Kansas, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, you're known to everyone, well, at least prior to uh, working with HLA Workplace Training, you were known to everyone as Michelle from Kansas. So I guess Kansas is an important part of your your brand identity, so to speak. <laughs> um, so for the last series on 17025, we had a guest from outside the company share some insights with us, but Michelle is a consultant and an instructor with uh, AWPT and has had a very interesting career path to this point. Uh, Michelle, could you share some of your background and kind of what led you to this field and where your, your passions lie? Absolutely. And actually to get that started, we're going to go way, way back to elementary school, Evan. Um, oh, wow. Back in fourth grade, I was part of the gifted education program and we took a trip to the Kansas Bureau of Investigation and we did a tour of all their labs and met with all kinds of scientists. And I said to myself, this is what I want to do for a living. Um, now, you know that that's not ultimately what I did for a living, but that's really where it all started. Uh, so all the way through um, middle school and high school, I was always actively involved in science. In fact, in high school, I competed with Science Olympiad, which is one of those uh, gifted, sciencey, nerdy activities that people <laughs> do, you know, where we get gold medals for competing for nerdy stuff. Um, so I I'm competed. very familiar. <laughs> You're very familiar. Good. But um, so I competed in a lot of different, um, different categories, but the one that we were known for was actually water quality. So our school took third place or first place three years in a row um, at the state championships for Science Olympiad in our in Kansas, and that's kind of where the environmental industry started for me. I went off to college in hopes of sticking with that forensic science background from way back in fourth grade, and I went to K State. And originally, I did pre med and criminology because that's a fun combination, mm -hmm. and uh, transferred to the University of Central Oklahoma my sophomore year because they actually had one of the top rated forensic science programs in the U.S. And I went down and I did all of my classes. I started with those, yeah, I had to pay for rent. So I started with um, the typical, sci or typical college jobs. And then I saw an ad for the Oklahoma Water Resources Board that was looking for um, individuals from the college to come and work for them, so interns. And so I went and worked for them. It was amazing. I did a ton of field sampling work. Got to traipse all over the state of Oklahoma, pull samples from streams and rivers, dangled off of bridges, took boats out on lakes. It was an amazing time. Um, and then they also had me do statistical analysis of water quality data, which is not a fun time, but I had lots of time to do well, it. 
as I think Adam Savage says, the only difference between science and messing around is writing it down. So you got to do all the hard stuff in order for it to count as science. Yep. And they use that data uh, as parts of uh, reports and lawsuits and all sorts of things. So it was kind of exciting. I actually did get published uh, while I was working for the Water Resources Board in Oklahoma. So uh, my maiden name is Schuler. You can look that up if you really want to. It's a fascinating report. It's really not, but it's there. <laughs> Just in case anyone doubted your credentials. We That's do right. Have, yeah, we do have evidence. <laughs> Uh, so after I graduated, I went ahead and came home because living in Oklahoma, your family was always big for me. And I came home to Kansas. And uh, the first job that I found in a laboratory was actually working for Pace Analytical here in Lenexa, Kansas. And uh, they hired me rather than into their prep lab, which is where most individuals start. They hired me directly to the bench and I worked in their semi-volatiles organics laboratory. I ran um, PAHs by HPLC, 8310 was the method. And then I also did a lot of work with the GC mass spec at 8270s, uh, so some, some sim work. I also ran PCBs and DRO, GROs. Uh, those are all probably acronyms that don't mean much to you, Evan, but those in the environmental yeah. industry. <laughs> I was gonna say full disclosure, not to make me sound like a dummy here, but <laughs> most of those acronyms went way over my head, but that's okay. I'm not doing the job that you're doing, so. That's right. And later on, Evan, I'll be better about um, defining the acronyms for you so that you and the listeners aren't so confused. But <laughs> right now it's the background stuff. We'll just push through it. Uh, so I worked for Pace Analytical and the whole time, of course, I was looking for that, you know, elusive forensic science job. I still wanted to work in the crime lab. Uh, but as I was doing those interviews, I kept hearing, you need a master's degree. You need a master's degree. So um, after a couple of years at Pace, I found a job that was a little uh, less on the overtime team and went to work for a small pharmaceutical company here in Kansas City called B.F. Asher. And while I was there, I got my master's degree in forensic science. Uh, it was super exciting. It was an online program through the University of Florida. Uh, it was incredibly challenging. For anybody that's done online education, it's not for the faint of heart, I will say that. And it was incredibly technical. And we, we got to work with, uh, you know, chemists from around the globe. My Blood spatter analysis instructor was from Scotland Yard. It was absolutely oh, phenomenal. Wow. Uh, so I went through, pushed through, got my degree, and went out to find that job in forensic science. And I didn't because now I had too much experience. Oh no! <laughs> the catch twenty two eternally in the job job search. It is. It really is. Uh, but I did find a position with Mid Midwest Research Institute in Kansas City. They do have laboratories. Uh, there's even one out there in Annapolis near you, Evan. If you ever want to look them up, you're not going to be able to get on site there, but there is one there. <laughs> and I did use my forensic science degree to, uh, to do method development. We did a DOD contract, but it was on environmental samples, Evan. Mm, now it's, it's all coming together. It's all coming together, right? Uh, there was a presidential election about a year after I started there, and they cut a million in payroll by 10 a.m. the next morning. I did a lot of quality systems and safety work while I was there. And, of course, quality and safety are the first things to go, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. And uh, so I found myself without a job. And uh state of Kansas was hiring uh, for their environmental laboratory accreditation program. Um, and so I became what they call a laboratory improvement specialist. For the state of Kansas, I got my drinking water certification officer's license, 
and got all my training to be a TNI assessor. Uh, I worked for them for about five years. I was an acting program manager for two of those five years. I became actively involved with uh, TNI, and mostly because I wanted to be in the know. So we were required as part of uh, TNI and being a, a TNI state is that you have to be actively involved at least with the accreditation council and developing the standards. Uh, but I went further and got involved with different committees. I was with the Quality Systems Expert Committee for a number of years. Uh, and then rotated off, and I'm back on that committee now. Uh, but I was also the first state representative for ELAB, which was the Environmental Laboratory Advisory Board, which was a federal advisory committee for EPA. And I spent six years uh, with them as well, because that kind of tied over to when I left the state uh, and worked with them on basically commenting on new federal regulations and methodologies and that sort of thing, and trying to keep EPA in the know and provide them with uh, background information from the accredited community. In 2014, I left the state of Kansas and started my own consulting company, Wade Consulting and Solutions, uh, primarily to perform third-party assessments on behalf of the states of Florida and Minnesota. And uh, a lot of that had to do with bringing more money in and that ability to travel and see new places. And I love to travel, so that was amazing. I worked on my own for five years. Wade Consulting was up and running and very functional. I'm just, I'm very much good at my job, but I'm not much of a business person. So when um, A2LA came and approached me about perhaps partnering with Wade Consulting for, to perform the nine ILAC assessments for Florida and Minnesota, um, I was really excited. And I worked with Chris Gunning um, and the other staff there at A2LA for about six months, hammering out all the details. In July of 2019, I partnered Wade Consulting and Solutions, permanently part partnered with A2LA to provide those assessment services. Um, it gave me the administrative staff and the, um, the background and additional assessors to help out to continue to grow Wade Consulting and Solutions, or at least that partnership with my clients. And then they also brought me on with workplace training, uh, which I was very excited about to work with Tim Osborne there at workplace training. And... Uh, I'm there to help develop training and provide content for the non-ILAC and the third-party uh, assessments and the TNI world. So I'm their environmental expert, so to say. And that's kind of how I ended up where I am today. That's a really genuinely interesting career path. And like we're we're stoked to have you here, of course, because uh, you really, for, for workplace training, uh, you really sort of opened up our, our audience to the environmental side a lot more. Um, this probably is not interesting to anyone besides you and me, but uh, fun factorino, uh, you came on board with workplace training like immediately after I was hired. So I think the second piece of content I did for workplace training was the press release about you partnering with workplace training. So I was very intimidated. I was like, oh no, I'm going to say something wrong and she's going to think I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job with that piece. I was, I was really impressed and I'm still having been on my own in such a small one person company. It's absolutely fascinating to me to have, you know, at my disposal per se, things like a marketing division and people who develop things for you or someone to send off a draft copy of something to you to read and you know stick pictures in and put logos on. I'm 
I'm still blown away by everything that this partnership has offered to me. It's it's been a great great deal for me at least. Well, it's it's been a great deal for us, obviously. Join us in two weeks to hear more from Michelle. In the meantime, visit a2lawpt.org for blog posts, pre-recorded webinars, and our entire catalog of courses and consulting services. You can also find us on social media by searching A2LA Workplace Training.